AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, my name's Flav, probably know. Um, got some big news. Uh, probably not the best time to do it because we've just been beaten by Burnley, but let's forget about that. Um, yeah, we've got some big news. The Fighting Cock has launched its own Patreon. Woo! If you don't know, Patreon's like a platform that enables podcasts like The Fighting Cock to support ourselves and give back to people that really get something out of what we do, if, if that is you. Anyway, what you do, you can sign up to The Fighting Cock Patreon. It costs £5 a month. That's the cost of a single pint of beer. In return, this is what you get. You get an exclusive Ask The Cocks Patreon podcast, which is essentially you becoming a part of the show wherever you are in the world. Um, there's early access to the 30% podcast, early access to film documentaries, early access to feature podcasts, and access to a Patreon-only WhatsApp group. Think of it like the 30% of the people that get to the end of the podcast in one WhatsApp group. If you can even... I mean, gee, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure I want to be a part of that. You get the Fighting Cock Show notes, if that's something that interests you. You get free entry to all live shows, screenings, and socials. So if you're a regular to those, this isn't actually going to cost you a penny. And it also guarantees you entry to every single one. And if we do two in a month, it, we're essentially paying you to come. Um, that's just become clear to me. Should have thought that through. Well, there you go. Discount to the Fighting Cock merch. Limited edition Patreon-only merch. A free Tottenham Enamel pin badge. And access to the Fighting Cock Fantasy Football £300 prize next season. Um, that's not it. That's just all we've come up with so far. And if you become a patron of the Fighting Cock, you'll be able to suggest stuff you want us to do. Like, we, we could do anything, really. I mean, within reason. But anything. I mean, everything has a price. And, you know, it's just a mouth, really. So that's it. Plus more. £5 a month or $7 if you're in the US. All you have to do if you want to show love is go to the patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. If not, just ignore everything I said. You just listen to the podcast for free, like you've always done. You freeloaded. Didn't mean that at all. Not at all. Patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. Come on, you Spurs. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Cock. It's the fighting. It's episode 51, season 8 of the Fighting Cup podcast. I'm joined by Rookie TFC. Hey, hey. Barty. Hello. How you doing, boys? Alright. That's a bad question, really, isn't it? I'm alright. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm alright. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah norm- normally I'd be uh, a lot more kind of uh, reserved and beaten oh. down yeah. and stuff like that, but no, I'm, I'm alright. Well, a little bit sore, but I'm alright. I'm over it. Uh, the last time we lost and you came on, you was in a, a different place completely. I think it was after uh, Man United, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was I, I don't know. I'm, I've never fully committed to the idea that we're in a title race. So even though it's upsetting and I'm angry with it, there's still enough positivity around at this current moment that I'm not too not too beaten up about it. There's a geezer on Reddit who weren't happy with Alex uh, from Bristol last week. He said that we're, we're going to win the, the league. And uh, I was with him, yeah. um, but uh, it, it, with with hindsight, it was a silly thing to say because th- that there's a, a guy, he's like a statistician who kind of predicts who will win the election. He predicted that Trump would, um, like, never gets anything wrong. 
and he predicted that Tottenham had a 1% chance of winning the Premier League that was before Burnley 1% yeah. <laughs> and I was like looking at it what the fuck 1% we could be two points behind them by the end of the, uh, end of the weekend uh, but I mean he's right now isn't he? yeah <laughs> uh, the fighting cock are doing a social against Chelsea on Wednesday next week uh, obviously some would say a good time to play Chelsea so it could be an incredible evening uh, tickets are £5 get them from the fightingcock.co.uk forward slash social um, and be with us as we smash Chelsea at Stamford Bridge because that's, yeah, that's what I predict is going to happen yep. um, and also Dortmund the next week following week uh, first 200 people completely free thanks to fans bet um, so yeah come along it should be a great laugh it always is and kind of go through the experiences of the difficult when, when, games with... when is the Chelsea game is it this Wednesday yes yeah this Wednesday coming um, a lot of games suddenly yeah we play uh, we'll, come, we'll come on to that we'll preview that properly but um, that this game against Burnley it, even going into it I'd like this trepidation because we have been flying you know we had a good lucky result against Leicester but the right result um, and it kind of this kind of pressure of being in the title race once again seemed to kind of falter us somewhat yeah, we've got a question from user also in username also in, in use it says why do we keep failing every time we're back in the title race is there an issue with pressure around Spurs do you think I mean for the f- for the first time, we saw Pochettino kind of crack a little bit, and perhaps there perhaps there is an issue with um, with pressure. But I just think it's it's just the way the football has flown has has kind of moved these last couple of weeks. We've um, we've scraped wins where we probably shouldn't have, we, where we didn't deserve anything, and it's come back to to haunt us. And we played a Burnley team who were unbeaten since Boxing Day, mm. who are incredibly stubborn and you know they're they're a completely shitty team, but. The way they play was always going to nullify Son, always going to cause us issues, and we needed a little bit of luck um, to be a little bit tougher, and we weren't. And I don't think that's us falling over when we're in a title race. That's just football. I don't think we were, as I said, I don't think we were ever really in this title race. Uh, the question: Why do we keep falling over every time we're back in a title race? It's like it's a big. You know Tottenham, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is uh, this is uh, on the regs, and not even title race. There's been, been times where we could have got top four and this, that, and the other, um, and uh, semi-finals of FA Cups and stuff. And unfortunately, uh, we have become unstuck. Um, but this is the uh, the Tottenham we all know and love. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But like for me, going into Saturday's game, it, it was uh, it was a it was a good chance. Um, to get three points and uh, thinking that the others um, like City didn't play and Liverpool may lose or drop points and we could we could gain further ground um, but I uh, like, honestly in my heart of hearts did I ever think we were in the title race I didn't um, but I, you know I think we could we could have you know um, put put some kind of uh, pressure on, on the, the two above us but in reality I think what, like before the a game was uh, before the ball was kicked it was like uh, five points difference mm. and we've got to go to Liverpool we've got to go to City and although Chelsea. yeah I, 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 Chelsea uh, hypothetically yeah yeah if if we beat Burnley and then we beat Liverpool at Anfield City at yeah, the had Chelsea at Stamford Bridge yeah we'd take the title but in reality like how often has that happened at Tottenham where 
we'll go to those three gaffes and we'll walk away with like nine points. Well, no team either, not just top. No, no, exactly, exactly. So, um, although uh, the, I think the most gutting thing for me about the game against uh, Burnley was, like, like Bardi said, they're, they're a team in form, they're doing really well and um, at home they're quite good as well. But it's the fact that you know that they're going to play to their strengths. You know they're shithousery. Uh, you know they're going to be playing narrow and they're going to put men behind the ball. And you know exactly what, what you're going to be up against. And you know, it's that, that second ball and that aggressiveness and to, to, to be first and want to win. They, you know, they're great at that. They're, they are great at that up and at and kind of getting, uh, getting straight stuck in. And it was like, at times we weren't expecting it. It was like, because we have been winning and we have this momentum that We'll win, doesn't matter. Like, well, you know, it was sort of the, the the game will pan out and we'll, we'll see the opportunities and we'll score more than you or whatever. And it just never materialised. And it it was the it, that that was the thing that maybe because it was Burnley and we, we just thought we'd roll them over that we weren't. It didn't seem like we didn't feel like we were up. We were up for the game as we should have been. It was proper like uh, roast potatoes and gravy football. Like you know those big roast potatoes, yeah. the, the big ones yeah, yeah. that you're getting like a, a like shit carvery restaurant. Yeah, a really big roast potato, like yeah. a massive one with like eight edges on it, covered in like thick gravy. That's the kind of football they were playing, and we what, needed a bit what, of. What does that mean? It's like a bit. It's a bit Toby Carvery. Right. That's the way I look at it. Well, uh, where, where are Burnley? <laughs> Where are Burnley now and your kind of most hated teams list? I fucking loathe them. I haven't liked them for a long time. I would say they're top five for me now. Really? Yeah. Their fans are the shits, man. Yeah, they they came out of their uh, fucking shells massively. I always remember. Uh, I th- I I swear it was Burnley. I watched a like um, a, a football uh, hooli documentary type thing mm. and. Um, and it went to Burnley, and uh, I think it was Burnley Suicide Squad was their name or something like that. And, right. and then it, the camera like panned over to the Suicide Squad, and it was like fifty-year-old dads and started like no teeth and just like it was just a bunch of inbred weirdos. And from from that, I just thought I didn't really have anything to to, to say about them. I thought fair enough, you're calling yourself a Suicide Squad, and you've got that as your squad, and you're fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you have to admire. No, no, you don't have to admire, but you can appreciate how Deitch sets them up. Yeah. Because it, it's not a just get behind the ball and see what happens. There is actually a system to it. And their time wasting isn't as bad as I've seen from other teams. Like it's not as bad as like Foster when he's when he when he plays. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? he lo- so at least they they actually they have a system, they play a low block, they allow you to shoot from distance, but they allow you to cross it in. They don't yeah. leave no space in behind. And all their no-look crosses and punts out the back is amazing. Yeah, they do just smash things, they don't they? smash well, it. I mean, they don't they work on that. You know, they've got, they know the percentage area that they need to hit. Yeah, they, it's all, uh, they play percentages all the time. And when you've got two of the fucking, like, you look at them, you're like, they, they wouldn't get anywhere near our side. Chris Wood. Chris Wood and, can, and he, Ashley Barnes. He looks like a, a, a plug. Like a, a giant, not not a butt plug. Like a giant. What? No one thought that. <laughs> yes, you did. Nah. <laughs> it looks like a giant plug that if there's a, if there's a, you're a hole in your ship or something, you just pop pop, pop Chris, Chris Wood in. Crop, pop Chris Wood in, and it'd be all right. Yeah, I mean, one of the issues I had with Foyf starting is that he's obviously tiny, he's pubescent. We know yeah. this about him, and I understand his qualities. He's mm. good footballer, 
But when you're playing against two fucking just Ian Marshall-esque forwards. Yeah, all just, elbows. Yeah, elbows, headers, winning flick-ons and stuff. It was horrible football, but effective against that kind of centre-back three. And while Alderweireld and Vertonghen are incredible footballers, when you're pumping the ball into the air, it reduces that quality. And you've essentially got a 50-50 uh, challenge every time the ball goes yep, forward yep. especially with Alderweireld and Vertonghen who are not the greatest in the air anyway so their advantage that on, on free quality ball playing centre backs kind of it, the way they played it annihilated that, that aspect of our game because they're constantly having to turn and chase because mm. even if it wasn't a uh, 50-50 header the ball was going over them and Vertonghen each time he got the ball was always having to get it and he was under pressure immediately and then having to turn and having to restart all the time um, I've been a huge fan of Sissoko but I thought he was a little bit off no, and terrible. He he, they, they kind of like nullified Sissoko by just chipping it over his head the whole time that he had nothing really to work with I, I think there's the kind of overall the team struggled there wasn't a, a great performance in that but Kane did well with the scraps yeah. that he was given but at sometimes as a manager it's difficult and, and every team has it and it's, this isn't like an epidemic at Tottenham obviously because it's one game we've lost you know in, in recent times it was just a you know bad day at the office it felt like but we win that if Delhi plays if Delhi's fit that's that's his game because that instead of Sun if you put Delhi in there he's a bigger presence he can take the ball with his back to goal he's very clever in tight spaces and I want if last year I was looking back at some of the goals Kane scored and Delhi was like heavily involved mm. and I think had Delhi played the result would have been different I mean going back to your your uh, fourth point that, I mean, in the uh, post-match interview that they were talking to, uh, I can't remember, it was a couple of the Burnley lads, and they said, oh, did you target the the young centre-back for if? And they were like, yeah, it was like part of our plan. Um, th- that's not just like pinning it all on Foyf, by the way, but it was just like, that they so they were targeting Foyf uh, with those types of balls. But also, as well, I kind of felt like when the ball switched to, to Rose, it was like doubling up on him, like, you know, just giving him no inch. When it came out to Oreo, it was like, God, mate, what are you going to do? You're going to swing it in, are you? Well, they know, they know. And, and they just knew that he, he weren't going to be able to put a, put a great ball in. Despite the attention that Rose got, I thought he was probably our strongest player. Mm-hmm. His yeah, crosses yeah, yeah. and delivery were poor, but he's, he's carrying and getting past his man. He's had their fullback on toast like three or four yeah, times. Yeah. It kind of, you know, like, voice performance with those two kind of lumps at the front. I don't know if you've ever kind of accidentally stumbled into a kind of the twink section of a corner. <laughs> But sometimes some of that porn, there's a big, great big man yeah. railing a, a twink from behind, yeah. face down. That's that kept popping into my head. <laughs> <laughs> he weren't happy. The twinks were not happy in that. Poor Foyth. Poor Foyth. Uh, yeah, Kane returns with a goal, what from one that probably shouldn't have stand stood because uh, Rose took, gained at least ten, fifteen yards. Amazing throwing though. I don't have a problem with. They were cheating. They were taking yards on each. No, no, for sure, for stuff. sure, and it happens. But the, that he did sort of take the piss, didn't he? <laughs> it's like slapping a woman's ass when he she's got a, <laughs> when her husband's arms round her shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, hold up. I, I think yeah, he he took he took yards, but I, I didn't think it was like yeah. massive. But, 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 the, but the goal but, should yeah, have yeah, stood. No, yeah, um, maybe. But then obviously the, the, the first goal they scored, mm. uh, it came off their player yeah, and, and not Vertonghen. Um, so it, like both of those cancels each other out. So we should probably say to the Premier League, just call it 1-0. Yeah, call it 1-0, yeah. 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 
You, that's the thing with Burnley. Everything they, they contest everything, even if it's clearly our throw. They're like mine, mine, mine. Yeah. Fucking potatoes. Uh, with um. <laughs> they, love, they love fucking potatoes. Fucking like, love every it. meal, like yeah. even spaghetti bolognese, a couple of potatoes. Yeah. Like, like was that football magazine like pre-match dinner? Yeah. Potato. Just potatoes. And gravy and beans. Not... Gravy and baked beans mixed up in the same shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> ma- mashed potato, but <laughs> mashed the, potato. the mash that isn't kind of properly mashed. There's lumps all in it. Black lumps in it. Yeah. They still eat it. Yeah. They don't take the skins off when they mash it. <laughs> like, dirty pigs. <laughs> they, <laughs> make, you know, they, yeah. they they spread mashed potato on their toast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, I um I was gonna I was gonna mention like um what how like Kane came back yeah uh, like, opening uh, opening few minutes I thought oh, I was gonna be a bit rusty and he he was a bit rusty but then he grew into the game uh, got the goal um but it kind of felt like because Kane was back everyone was a bit like oh he's back he'll sort it out and everyone kind of like. The previous games, it was like Sonny was the guy. Give it to Sonny. Everyone was kind of grouped around him, and everyone was on this momentum as to like um, attack together, and it was this real uh, momentum and mentality to like as a, as a group. Yeah, yeah, I understand. As, as when Ken came back, like Sonny, he was non-existent. Yeah, but I, I think that's about something that Bardi alluded to. Is it's just the way Burnley played. They make yeah. it so difficult, and I don't think it suited Son's game style. And you saw when he he got taken off. It didn't yeah. suit. It didn't suit Son. It didn't suit Lucas. Um, no football suits Lorente. So it was just. It was just unfortunate. It was one of those games. Um, for the first time ever, I see Pochettino being proactive in the most extreme. Yeah. It was almost like, oh, calm down, Poch. I'm not sure this is the right idea. Like, I would never question you, but you're making a mistake. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was because um, th- we started the second half well. We went to go down. Yeah. And then um, it was our quick react immediately. I quite liked it as well because it showed that he was kind of thinking, but we've gone from not making a sub against Arsenal when we're 3-2 down to the 71st minute to reacting immediately to a Burnley goal. Yeah. And, and a goal that was hugely against the run of play as well. I, I, I love Pochettino, but I think he got things wrong in that match. I think he changed too quickly our formation after the first goal. I think um, he gave up our midfield by uh, removing Winks, who was who's our who's our best midfielder at the moment. I think maybe it would have been better off taking off Sissoko rather than Winks. I think putting mm. Lamella on was also a mistake. We conceded the second goal as we were still trying to get used to switching to a back four. Um, and then I think he probably realised he made those mistakes because he acted really out of character. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Uh, he... <laughs> It's difficult because in hindsight, it's always like, yeah, course, oh, so. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we should have done this, should have done that. But um, again, like, like Barley saying, that, I'm surprised uh, Winks came off. Mm. I mean, uh, he has played a lot of football though. Yeah, he might be thinking about the other games coming up. Yeah, true, true. Exactly. I mean, like you, you know, you can, you, you just don't know, do you? I saw a lot of chatter about Davinson not starting, and you think, well, he's played loads of football. He got Chelsea and Arsenal, arguably, well, they are much more important. Fixtures, yeah. although every game in the Premier League is an important fixture, obviously. Um, I, I just think, as as ever, Pochettino thought this is this team's good enough mm-hmm. to win, and most of the time, I think it would be. Um, most of the time, I completely yeah. agree with Pochettino on pretty much everything he does, but he's still not above criticism. And his his reaction towards Mike Dean was was a bit silly. You see, so what what was that all about? 
does anyone know? Has there been yeah. any kind of speculation as to what, what came out? I know Mike Dean's been removed from fourth official duty for our game against Chelsea because yeah. he was going to be fourth official. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And they're sending him up to the Etihad instead. So, I, so what happened was is Pochettino walked over to Mike Dean and said, some, or asked him a question. Mike Dean reportedly said, what's the problem? And Pochettino said, you know. And Mike Dean said, I didn't. And he said, you bum my mum. <laughs> There's definitely a mum comment yeah. in there. There's only, that's the only way. Apologise for bumming my mum. <laughs> and I'll leave it. <laughs> and well, then he said no. No, I ain't, no. ain't going to apologise. I enjoyed it. So did she. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Um, what? He must have said something. Like, or, or, I, I think Pochettino's got an ego. And he doesn't like being challenged in a certain way. And he doesn't like to be disrespected. And I think Mike Dean... As, uh, who is it, Bobby Zamora said, was the biggest arsehole of a ref. He hated yeah. him, couldn't talk to him, completely up his own ass. And obviously, it's a shame because there was a time where he gave us everything. Now, the last, I think he sent a player off now, last He's game. He's been was... terrible for us. Mm. The, the North London derby, we lost 2-0 as well. He gave um, free kicks that weren't free kicks. He allowed an offside goal and he's been pretty bad for us. So, the... I, I, get, I get a feeling he, there was this subtle kind of like, under the breath type of what something to antagonise us in like it, it's not my fault you lost the game or or, yeah. or, or or something that was like was uncalled for didn't need to say it, it needed to be professional but he kind of like uh, uh, yeah like uh, not my fault you bottled it or, some, or something like that mm. Um, I think I think there's a problem with these referees when they become too much of a celebrity like Clattenburg. They, they kind of go clear and they become characters in themselves. Yeah. And I think it's at that moment they just need to be removed. We, sh- we shouldn't even really... They should just wear a mask. We shouldn't even know who they are. <laughs> it, it, would, it would make life easier if we didn't know who the fucker was. Like a wrestling mask. Like yeah. A, a Mexican, Mexican one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. in that, there used to be the porn films of Be The Mask where they would someone would go onto a porn film, wear the mask and fuck a real-life prostitute. That's what they should do, just like be the ref. The referee goes in, you don't know who it is. <laughs> be the mask. You've never seen it? No, no it, I haven't seen it either. It exists. So, well, how, how do they get into that situation? The porn star, the guy. No, yeah, well, they pay money. To... Like, they, uh, they used to just kind of make it as like a kind of raffle thing. You'd sign up and then your name would go in the hat and they would show which porn star and you'd, you'd fuck them on film. So the raffle is a part of the, I think the show? So. I never applied, but I used to watch the videos. Cause well, and they had all the men who joined the raffle, and then they had like a little pink slip, and it was like five hundred and forty-six. <laughs> Maybe, but there would be like um, a porn star, and she'd get fucked. I've, by I've never, mask. I've never watched porn and thought, yeah, I'd love to be in front of all those nah. cameras. Well, it's like when they did the Houston five hundred. So when uh, what's that? <laughs> this is a real thing. Like um, Houston was a porn star, and she did. Five, she got fucked 500 times in 24 oh hours God. and men put their name men applied to be in it and they oh would go get God. an STI check and then they would queue up and one by one they would go through and fuck her it was, they made a documentary about it was she alright in the end? she was fine <sighs> fine in inverted commas jeez I might look that up after you've gone <laughs> uh, got it's a bit messy I was <laughs> yeah, I forget leave it uh, Chelsea and Arsenal coming up yeah, um, two small games. Yeah, two small games. Yeah, two little ones. Uh, the last time we had Chelsea and Arsenal, I think in such close succession, was when we lost to Portsmouth in the FA Cup semi-final, Ring. and then we beat Chelsea, and then we beat Arsenal. 
can't remember the scores, but we definitely did. Uh, so everything's gonna be fine. Sweet. Yeah. Great. No worries. Uh, you, you saw the shit happened in the uh, cup final. I did with Kepa. Yeah. Uh, he's a dead man walking in. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think so. Pretty much. You can't. You can't come back from that. Like, like um, complete lack of yeah respect for when, the, the moment you lose the respect of your players it happened to Mancini when, do you remember when he tried to get Tevez to warm up to come on yeah. as a substitute and Tevez was like fuck that I'm not going on yeah. the moment you lose respect <laughs> <laughs> it's fuck, over fuck that guy <laughs> and I, I, I can understand from Kepa's point of view he's saying no I'm fit I'm fit but you have to follow what your manager's saying yeah. Yeah. and when Sarri kind of stormed off walked down the time and thought fuck I better not do this I was like what is this guy doing yeah. like you you're, it's you've made an embarrassment out of that situation. Yeah. What would you have done if you was him? Sorry. I would just pretend that I wasn't talking about Kepa. Just you get just like what, oh, okay. What, I would have gone like you okay. Well, why would just pretend? Calabero kind of stand there all ready to come on then. <laughs> don't know. He said he really bad. He needed some hey, proper. That's advice. not an answer, buddy. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, he just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> you would have been like, I would have had a go at Willie. Yeah, yeah. Instead. What the fuck are you doing? Back in your tracksuit. Who told you to get changed? Rick, what, what would you do then? Oh, I would have gone into fucking dad mode, mate. Stomped across that pitch, collar. Oh, I thought he fucking was... dragged him off and said, "Are you trying to mug me off in front of these millions of people?" Yeah. And fucking took him off, threw him like, did that, "No, no, don't sit down on the bench. You go down that tunnel, boy. Yeah. You go down there and you think about what you just fucking did." I'd make him pull his pants down and sit on the bench, just the whole thing. <laughs> he, he, his pants and shorts by his ankles. Um, Barney Roney said in the in the Guardian that it, all it was missing was Kepper's mum to come on the pitch yes. and drag him off by his <laughs> ear. Like you listen to him. That's, that's what I would have done. I, like, I just yeah. Does this with all that kind of shenanigans? Does it give you more hope, or it, are you more nervous because they might want to bounce back, or does it will it have zero impact on our game? I, I think Chelsea are one of these teams that when they lost their heads, they've lost it. But then there's also the problem that they love playing us. So if anything's going to galvanise them, it's us playing at Stamford Bridge. If it, if they were coming to Wembley or White Hart Lane, then I think we would probably smash them. But my concern is we're going there, and they might. This might be the thing to unite them. You know, like the your my enemy's enemy is yeah, yeah, my friend exactly. I think uh, <laughs> is that <it> a lie? <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. You know, with I mean? yeah. uh, with Hazard, he he's the guy that's going to uh, inspire them. And if he if if the game kicks off and he's he's hungry he's he 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 wants to put one over on us and he's kind of uh, spurring them on um, then it's going to be a tough game. But if his head's gone and he's like fuck this I'm off to Madrid in the summer anyway, mm. uh, um, and a lot of the other players are still like reeling from like I mean if Kepa's not playing and Caballero is. You know the atmosphere is going to be shit in their changing room. It's he's going to be like as fucking well. hell. He's so it's, so it, apparently he's well unhappy. Who will he? Yeah, he's like fucking kicking off. So is like, he? Yeah, I'm going to kick his fucking head. In. <laughs> you wait till we get back on the cove. I'm going to fuck him in front of everybody. <laughs> what gives me hope is um, when we lost to them in the semi-final. Will he get off him? <laughs> when we lost in the semi-final to them, had we had Kane that day, we would have bashed them. So mm-hmm. the fact that Kane's back. Gives me some hope. But fucking, we like playing them as well. It's yeah. not like the old days when we used to get dicked, regardless of what was happening. The the thing is, the bad thing is losing to Burnley really puts pressure on this game now because Arsenal, Arsenal are playing as well, and Bournemouth that gap could get cut 
and then it's all a, of a sudden we're looking a at, we're looking at a four point gap on Saturday and if they and, beat us that's one and, and then it's all over <laughs> yeah. can you imagine how they're going to celebrate to cutting it to one point which is why it's, it's really important we got we got to win mm. lovely <laughs> shit fuck um, we'll be alright yeah but, but then again there is this like, like, I said, like I alluded to earlier you know the question why do, you, why, why do we keep falling away at the title race and blah 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 because like, it's Tottenham and why why do we get these disappointing results? But then more often than not, when you're kind of sitting there thinking, "Oh, we're going to fucking piss this one away," but we'll take three points at Stamford Bridge, and we'll take three points on Saturday, and we'll go, on, and then on, and then on the Monday when we do this podcast, everyone is just mm. going to be like, "Yeah, going mental." That's yeah. what that's that that's I think that is what's going to happen as well. If <laughs> if taking this pain now of losing to Burnley means we beat Chelsea and Arsenal, and we're not in the title race, but we beat Chelsea and Beat Chelsea, beat Arsenal, get through to the last 16 of the Champions League, finish third. It's a fucking amazing season. Yeah, incredible. It's and an incredible I guarantee season. if we do beat Chelsea and Arsenal... Everything's all right in the world. Right? Well, yeah, absolutely. But the media will start the fucking title bandwagon thing again. Fuck it. Just, we don't need to listen to that bollocks. We mm. didn't listen to them when they said Pochettino's going United. And we don't need to listen to them about the title stuff. Yeah. Do you remember Meat Spin? Yeah. Come, come case it. Oh, that yeah. was uh, back in the glory days, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What, yeah, what yeah. was it? Um, well, it was uh, originally. I don't think it was was uh, what we've just witnessed. No, it was. Uh, uh, was it really? Yeah, sing the song. Uh, you, you spin, spin me, me right round, baby, right round. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I always <laughs> thought it was just someone windmilling nah. for like that the whole time, but I, I had no idea about the uh, the other part of it as well. Yeah. Meatspin.com, check it out. Yeah, check it out, it's good. Good song. It's excellent, yeah. And uh, also remember with Back by Fans Bet, the betting company gets half its profits back to fans. Uh, they're sponsoring our live Fighting Cock Social for Dortmund. And I think, again, we're kind of waiting to hear back, but Robbo's going to be there to watch the game with us as well. Yes! May, may even be interviewed beforehand. We'll see how it goes. Um, yes! They're trying to get him down, so as long as he's, he hasn't got commitments elsewhere, that'll be good. That'll first, be really good. First 200 people uh, getting free. Uh, all you got to do is go to thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash social and register for his free ticket. Otherwise, it's £5. And remember, Chelsea, this Wednesday, come down to the EV Bar bus and get smashed up on watching football. Um, T wrote Rundor very happy with that you know, thankful f- to it um, there is a section called news and articles to discuss the things that are going on in the uh, in the media uh, and he's just put a hyphen <laughs> there's nothing else there it's a big gap there is, but we do have a poo story We're, there is more Spurs chat coming on but uh, a poo story a kind of a very good one yeah uh, Bardi's going to do the honours here yep. so bear with us back in 2008 I was travelling out to Thailand and got set up by a mutual friend to train Muay Thai with a fellow with a fellow from North London and a fellow Spurs supporter at his gym in Chiang Mai. First day at the gym, I thought I was in great shape, but I wasn't ready for the heat and humidity. Every 10 minutes, I was running over to the communal water bucket, dipping the tin cup they gave me in oh. and would and would put the water down my gullet as fast as possible. So it's a bucket full of water and everyone's sharing. Yeah. Doesn't sound hygienic. Beyond exhausted, our training for the day was finally finished and my friend came and picked me up from the gym and drove me out to the jungle to a massive outdoor barbecue. There was table after table of every weird piece of meat you never want to eat just sitting out. 
You, you all walk along, loading a bowl with the meat, mostly organs, and bring them to your table where you cook them on what is essentially a hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of hours of feasting at this buffet from a horror movie, I felt my guts bubbling. Not a normal warning sign. It was a bomb that had already gone off and was just looking for a way out. <laughs> Drinking the mystery water from the bucket and the mystery meat from the jungle proved to be too much and sent me running to the bathroom. When I get to the bathroom, there are about 15 stalls. I found one that was open, walked in and was instantly perplexed by its design. I'd never used one of the porcelain floor level toilets before. With no time to figure it out and the legs that were too sore to squat, I pulled my pants down, spun around and fired off the most horrendous explosion of diarrhoea all over the toilet, the wall and the surrounding area. Oh, in my head, that sounds like he was standing and standing. spinning around as he was doing it. <laughs> Go on. Not having used a toilet like this, I also didn't think that you have to tuck your dick, you have to tuck your dick behind the back of your pants and ended up filling the seat of my pants with piss while I continued to vomit (laughs) out of my asshole. (laughs) With no toilet paper in sight, just a bucket with water and a wooden ladle, I tried to pour it down my ass crack (laughs) to wash the shit off, but ended up just running shit water down the back of my pants and legs. (laughs) Having given up on washing myself, I tried to figure out how to flush the toilet. No matter how much water I scooped into the bowl, <laughs> the level just grew higher. After finally giving up and, re- and residing the fact that I was going to have to leave it as it is, I pulled up my pants and opened the store door, store door just at the teenage girl who was cleaning the bathrooms walked to this store. Oh my God. We made brief eye contact, long enough that I could see in her eyes, he see in her eyes gaze at the mess I made and the overwhelming sadness that seemed to steal her soul. <laughs> I walked to my friend and asked her to take me to, the ho- take me to my hotel. For 30 minutes in the car, I prayed I wouldn't leave shit stains on her oh seat. My God. Or worse yet, fire another round of ammunition. Luckily, I made it back to the hotel, shit my brains out for three hours straight, then walked down the street to the night market where my trainer told me I could find cheap, authentic kits. I bought a 2008 Spurs shirt <laughs> that I still wear to this day and every time I wear it I can't help but think of that poor girl's eyes looking at the backyard abortion <laughs> I left for her to clean. Bravo. Who is that? That was uh, Alex T. Mate, you, I would say a legend. <laughs> Standing up right and shitting Yeah, and I spinning. don't understand that bit. That's the bit that confused me the most. It's like I, I, I won't even try and squat because my legs ache so I'm just going to stand and spin. <laughs> have, you, like, have you ever been to what, what, like a, a toilet where it, it just has two two feet kind of positions and no. then a hole in the ground and that's it in, but, on the motorway in France yeah I went fishing in France <laughs> and I went to this little pool cabin and I saw the two footstools and then this hole and I was like am I really good? I can hear buzzing and then it was like a hornet's nest so I just oh, came mate. out of there and I was like mate I don't know what I'm going to do so I said to my mate I was like, I was like Aaron I'm, I, I'm like dying to like have a crud here like, I'm just going to have to go because we're in the, in the woods out of the, out of the middle of nowhere mm. so no one's going to see me no, and I was like alright he was like alright fine I was like I'm just going to go there so, it, like, so I walked up the bank into the wooded area 
and uh, I was like looking back to see if my mate was like spying on me having a turnout and I was what like did. yeah exactly that's, that's, that's what was going to happen so I was so focused on Your him mate. not catching me that the location of where I decided to go for a turnout I, I got it horrendously wrong right. uh, it was on the corner of a road so while I was looking down <laughs> one way there was nothing there and as it's coming out there's a car driving up the other way so a car full of a family that are coming to spend the holidays at the lake and met with this geezer crouching over having a turnout and looking at them thinking oh, I, I don't know what to do here so you know when you're walking around the streets and you sometimes see a human poo it's probably something like <laughs> yeah, that yeah 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 they just don't realise we got, we got they're an focused on pooing rather than what's about uh, we got an email from Grant Movsalwitz. He says, Having been a regular wanker for the best part of 35 years, it was only a year ago I got caught by my wife in the laundry after a big night out. <laughs> As it turned out, it was a big day, so when I got home extremely smashed, I thought it was much later than 9pm. <laughs> so in my drunken stupor, I was caught by my missus. I had to spend the next two weeks sending her articles and statistics about the amount of blokes in the world that wanked, a lot more than, than me, it turns out. By a pure stroke of luck, within 12 hours of me getting caught, a close mate of mine was also caught by the missus. She happens to be best friends with my missus, so very quickly they uh, they were talking about it. This hilariously became known as Wankgate. <laughs> well, like my missus knows that I knock one out every now and then. That's surely is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that a thing? Is that a problem, buddy? <laughs> uh, I guess getting caught is is probably a problem. Well, I, I would like to think my missus go. Oh, 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 oh. All right. can I oh, join in? Oh, oh, do you need a hand? That would be good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave you to it. But if that if, if she did that once, then I'd just be walking around trying to get caught all the time. <laughs> Same. Just in, in, the, in the front room, Ollie. <laughs> well, I vigorously pull my plunker. It's very different though, because if you if you're Barney, then and his missus walks in, he's got a Tesco bag over his head. <laughs> <laughs> in the inhalation of the plastic going <laughs> So what are you doing? Just finishing up. I'm shopping. I'm shopping. <laughs> I was looking for the receipt. <laughs> Uh, we've got a looking for a receipt. My wife would just hit me. What are you, what are you <laughs> shopping at Tesco's for? Yeah, that would be the issue. It's weight trays, it'd be fine. Uh, we, had, we had another story for, uh, we'll save it for next week, about a, a girl who went to a party with some Spurs players and the, some of the goings on that went on there. Oh, yeah. shit! But we'll save that to next week. Um, Barney Lester on Twitter, he says, You have to fight Mike Tyson. Ah, there's only Spurs stuff. Uh, David Alfie Ward, uh, Twitter, he says, You won fourth. The Argentine Vlad Kirikesh discusses. I can see his point. Yeah, I can see it yeah. totally. I can see it. Um, I think he's gone early with that um, comparison. I think, um, but I can definitely see what he's what he's saying. Uh, yeah, I, I can see what he's saying. At the moment, uh, Foyf is is a, is a good ball player, but he's young and he wants to impress. So maybe he does things in a game that he gets caught in possession. Mm. Like uh, during every game, and he'll grow out of that. And I see potential. Whereas Vlad, there yeah, was the there potential, was and then there was there was literally nothing after. Didn't he play in the semi final of Roma recently? Uh, I think no, no, Fazio. Sorry, getting a mix up. I just want a game where it ends without me thinking about Johan Foyth completely worn out, face down on the bed. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's panting. I, I can see why I, can, I, I love Windy a lot and I can see why Windy loves Foy because of how good he is on the ball but I still think there's a lot there's a lot to be still decided on his I, defensive ability I think Windy likes Foy because there's someone as uh, childlike as him has made it as a professional because Windy reckons you can beat him up probably yeah um, 
Yeah, I, 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 no doubt this is a good football there. I think the game's changing towards smaller, more um, technically gifted centre backs. Uh, and I think in the right games, as we saw against Dortmund, where he played well, uh, you know, the, you know, he will do well. But against two, like, as we discussed, two, like units up up top, he's probably not best suited there. Well, up against Dortmund, they he's were already though. That's the thing. They, they were playing yeah. Goatser as a false nine, so he wasn't really up against a um, out and out striker. No, not at all. Uh, Tits McFlopping on Reddit, he says, "How much money, talent would it would we need to spend to really make a hard title challenge?" Uh, and are we ready to give up our least money per point title and cash it in for some silverware? I quite like the uh, being top of the net spend trophy. Yeah. It's it's was a part of you glad that we didn't draw that game of the week? <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's alright. <laughs> I, I think. Do you know? What? I would have rather taken the draw. I'm not. I'm not too fast. But uh, but yeah, Bardi's like. I'm all in on this. That's, yeah. that's small time, really. Yeah, yeah. That's small time. I'm all in on the undrawables. <laughs> fully on yeah. that train. Could be the only team who's done it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, we're, we're, we're making history here. Because what it means is every year, as soon as one team draws a game, we're going to be like, yes! yes. <laughs> Another year, it's sealed. Um, I don't think it'll ever, it'll ever be uh, repeated. <laughs> we haven't got there yet, though. Let's not. No, let's not count. Let's not get the bus yet. out yet. Very true. But um, I think I think we need about 150 million because we're going to have to replace fullbacks and buy a midfielder. I mean, even with this side, without having to replace anybody. Yeah, our, our right backs are not fit for purpose. Really? Yeah. Not at all. No. Um, I don't think Oria. I I I used to have some faith in Oria coming good, but I've lost that faith now in one game. And um, Trip is okay as a backup, but we need a right back and a centre midfielder. Did any part of you when you was watching the final yesterday, like a lot of us, and I've said it <clears throat> just this season about it being a tin pot club that no one cares about cup. But I was watching it there, and I watched the kind of 2008 final, the kind of highlights of that, and uh, I would have loved it. I'd have loved to have been there. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Like, I'd, I'd like. I, I would never, I'd never say it's like back in the day, uh, people call it like Tim Pop. I, I, I would like any trophy for me. That those days out, man, where uh, the semi-final days of recent times, where where you're with your mates, you're on the beer all day, um, and just the atmosphere yeah. as well. And I'm uh, just thinking, it's like you know, you could be going into. The final and stuff like that. It's a shame that um, semi-finals are played at Wembley now. I, I much preferred the you know the Old Trafford Villa Park yeah. type. Yeah. Um. Because then it was like a it was a momentous occasion that you you know you got to Wembley. Um. But yeah, any, any final. Two thousand eight. Love it. Fucking great day, wasn't it? Oh mate, it was, it was so good. I remember because I was sitting with a mate of mine in a different part of the stadium from you lot, and then we were kind of trying to find each other. Yeah. You know, about age, after the game. And we saw each other and we just jumped and ran, yeah, into, yeah, ran yeah. into each other's arms and didn't let go for about 45 minutes, just screaming, yeah! I mean, you can see how little it's not, how it's not a Tim Pot cup, uh, cup because Guardiola's won it twice in a row and he hasn't fucked, he didn't fuck around with his team selection. He wanted it as well. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. totally wanted it. I mean... I mean, like, I even mean, even in the the semis when they played against uh, who was it now? Burton. Uh, Burton. Burton. In the second uh, league, uh, yeah, the, the yeah. teams he put out, he was yeah. man, man, fucking about. Mm. I mean, he does have the squad to be able to mix it, but he wants to win everything. He's a he's a he's a, he's a monster, and I think we need a little bit of that as well. Gator Armour on Reddit, he says, if it was possible to train a chimpanzee to play football at the highest level, 
Should it be allowed? And would you want a chimp at Tottenham? They're fucking fast, man, and strong. I, I'd take a chimp. Could be great in goal. In midfield, I reckon. Just it'd be it'd be it cause chaos. Yeah, uh, no, but you'd have to be trained. It'd be trained chaos, like controlled chaos. I'd put him in goal. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good call actually. In goal, man. That is a good if call. Fucking, yeah. you just swing from the one goal post and just come f- tearing out. No one's going to go for, up for a fifty-fifty. I imagine like you, we start a game, you kind of do that first eleven where they turn around to the camera. They kind of turn around, <laughs> put the thing, and then we've got a chimpanzee in the field. Smashes a banana at the camera, <laughs> stubs it out like a cigar. Yeah, and then just starts pulling on his willy as they do. Would he be wearing a nappy? They always wear nappies, chimpanzees. Can you imagine 50 years Brilliant from now, shit. like the Premier League has exhausted every kind of uh, bit of showmanship that you can. Yeah. And and then they say the new rule of you're allowed one animal one in animal. the squad. And like, Giraffe. You're, you're, yeah, it's like Tottenham, Tottenham United, and it's like. Uh, just coming on now the 82nd minute we, we've got uh, Gary the Giraffe uh, we've got the Zebra <laughs> Zebra's coming on yes yeah. go on Zebra <laughs> uh, United have got a rhino at the back just fucking chuck, chuck in on a, it's a corner put a scorpion in the box and see it, see it stings um, yeah nah it's, it's got, I don't know I don't know I don't like to look at scorpions uh, one final question Barney, Le- yeah, Barney Lester he says you have to fight Mike Tyson anywhere from the age of 1 to 25 if you win you get a million for each year of Tyson's age at what age do you fight Mike Tyson this is an excellent question that's an incredible question that's one of the best questions you've ever had <laughs> and you get a million for each year yeah exactly the thing is he started training around 12 um, kill you at 12 yeah but it, even before then he's like he's an angry child you know he was fucking mental yeah um, so you're looking at 12 in the ghetto where he's from he's like 28 yeah I reckon I'd do him for four years old I could smash him up I think but then, yeah I was thinking that but then like and four million is enough for anyone yeah, yeah. That's, but then, that's does true. it come out that you've battled? A, a but that's right. Like, yeah, and like the credibleness of it. But I was thinking that. But then I was like, I'll, I'll go with eight. But then that's no better than you just decked an eight-year-old. <laughs> no, I think eight's better than four. Four, so you just yeah. like at least you could kind of Slap talk him. your way around it. Like, say he's being fucking lippy. Whereas <laughs> you couldn't say he's been, like four-year-olds being lippy because they don't know anything. Yeah. No, but it would be a fight. You'd have to go and step into a ring against, with gloves yeah. against a four-year-old. Yeah, I would, uh, I would go three or four as well. Just three. <laughs> I mean, you might as well go four for the extra million. I suppose, yeah. Six. I reckon I could do him at six. I'm going, I'm going seven. Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably could, seven. They're quite big. I don't know what a seven-year-old looks like, but I think they're pretty big. What do you mean they? Oh, seven-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible you are. All right. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, thank you very much, boys, for coming down once again. Uh, the Fighting Cock Social is on. Come along, please. It'd be a good good old laugh and you'd have heard if you're still listening to this pod you might have been interested about the intro we said well we produced where we talked about patreon so if you're interested in becoming a patron of the fighting cock getting into that whatsapp group all kinds of weird shit can be shared rick you're going to be in a group yeah i am yeah so rick sends the worst stuff (laughs) he he sends horrendous stuff (laughs) like i've never i haven't opened a a video from ricky in about two years do you know what i I would love to sit here and uh, uh, and play innocent and say that's not that's not me. You have got the wrong guy. Yeah. No, you have got the right. You guy. love it. I, I don't know why. Your rule is if if I see it, you see it. No. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, if, I mean, it doesn't have to be a smart group. Hopefully, there'll be more kind of intellectuals amongst that 
that that thirty percent. Yeah. Um, but you know, who knows? And what might be quality about it is that we create a little community in that WhatsApp group, and yeah. then like to meet up and fuck. <laughs> uh, also, lots of kind of podcasts coming out. We're going to do one where um, people can come on the pod via Skype or Google Hangouts, something like that. I think that'd be interesting. And other bits and pieces, whatever you want, we will do within reason. Um, so that's patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock and yeah anyone who does that's a fucking legend thank you I think that's it isn't it yeah boy thank you cheers it's the fighting it's the fighting cock it's the fighting it's the fighting cock a camel shut Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.